Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Prove Me Wrong, Please. I'm calling this a bonus episode just because I wasn't really planning on recording this, uh, but then the events of last week, specifically the Capitol riots, inspired me to reach out to a Trump-supporting friend of mine in order to get his reaction to those riots, as well as his thoughts about the effect of conspiracy theories and uh, what the next four years uh, have in store with regards to politics in the U.S., Uh, Now, despite his dog's occasional effort to try to interrupt us from the background, I think the two of us uh, who come from very opposite ends of the political spectrum had a pretty decent conversation um, that I hope in some sense uh, sets an example for what um, political dialogue could be at extremely heightened uh, moments of tension like the one that we're currently in. So with that said, uh, I hope you give it a listen and enjoy Well, so anyways, like I mentioned in the text, I'm not really looking for a debate. Um, I mean, that doesn't really help anything. I just want to have like a conversation. And I think, you know, a lot of the problem I think with today's just media environment is just the silo chambers and echoing information. Everyone's kind of like talking to people they agree with. And, and so that's why I want to talk to you. I mean, you're a friend, uh, you're a Trump supporter, you're a firefighter. Um, so I know you, you know, value protecting people property. And I think that's definitely gonna be pertinent to today's conversation. Um, but you're also a new father. And so I think all these sort of aspects about like who you are really, uh, maybe want to reach out and just kind of have this conversation. Um, and so before I kind of get your reaction to, um, you know, what happened this week with regards to the storming of the Capitol, I just want to quickly kind of recap it for anyone who's just been like literally living under a rock. And that was, you know, Trump and uh, Rudy Giuliani and some of Trump's supporters held a rally where he encouraged uh, his supporters in DC to march on the Capitol and block the uh, certification of Joe Biden as the next president, which is typically just like a kind of formal process um, that doesn't receive much fanfare. Um, And this comes after, you know, you know, month or two months of just repeatedly falsely claiming that Trump, in fact, won the election in a landslide. Um, During that rally, Rudy even called for like a trial by combat. And so the tensions were already pretty high when all those supporters started to march towards the actual Capitol building. So it's not all that surprising in hindsight that that sort of protest, as it was at first, kind of broke into a riot. A bunch of people stormed the Capitol building, uh, you know, after, you know, hours of what some people call, you know, a siege. There were five people dead, including one uh, Capitol Police officer. There were multiple pipe bombs that were found on the property. Um, 60 people were arrested, but the FBI is obviously investigating a ton more who were involved. Um, and now, today and yesterday, there are increasing bipartisan calls for Trump to be removed from office. Um, so, just to kind of open it up, I'm curious what your response is to the events of this week and whose fault do you think it is? And do you kind of understand why a lot of people, especially those on the left, are so angry and are demanding uh, action? Well, I'm going to say this outright. Uh, Political violence in any aspect, whether it be the side of the Republican or the side of the Democrats, is absolutely wrong, uncalled for, un-American, I condemn any actions, whether it be right or left, of violence, of looting, of rioting, of anything of nature. Um, uncalled for. Uh, whether Trump instigated that or not is 
some of the wording that he used could have been, you know, taken as that, as, you know, go storm the Capitol, go bash the doors in. Um, but, however, there's a lot of – this has been – there's a lot of planning that went into this. This has been being planned for months, for weeks. Um, and the actions of a small majority of Republicans should not be a very, very small majority of Republicans. I would even consider them alt-right. So small and minority, you mean? A small minority, I'm sorry, of Republicans. Um, you know what? Can I swear on this? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck them, dude. Like, seriously, <laughs> fuck the all right. And I like just those people are just absolutely idiots. So I I do want to jump into a conversation at some point about like yeah. the alt right and kind of like what that stands for. But mm-hmm. uh, but I guess like before we get into that conversation, like you you know, you mentioned Trump, like, I don't know if he's like really to blame. And, and that's something that I think has been like a kind of the focal point of the conversation, especially today and yesterday. Uh, and my argument, and I think the argument a lot of people are on the left, especially are trying to make is that it's not just like his actions and words at that rally in, in particular, it's kind of the last uh, few months since the election and even leading up to the election saying like, refusing to commit to like a peaceful transfer of power. And then since losing the election saying that you know, repeatedly um, arguing that Joe Biden was fraudulently elected, even though Trump's team has gone to court around the country over like 60 times and never once has won a case because they just don't have an argument based on evidence. And so it's not entirely unreasonable to expect like that all these supporters from around the country of his descended on the Capitol, given that like for the last like, not just few months, but few years have been just fed like constant lies by a lot of the alt-right folks um, within the administration who have literally convinced these people that, you know, the Democratic Party is made up of like a, a cabal of Satanists who are illegally taking over the country. And I, I'm curious, like, do you sort of un- like see that larger context and, and why uh, the arguments for like impeaching him and calling this an insurrection of government are uh, founded or legitimate? I do. I do. And it sucks, man. It sucks being on the right side of things, you know, Republican side of things. Um, I mean, as you know, we've had this discussion before. I'm, I have to be a Republican. I don't have to be. Well, I have to be a Republican, but I have very libertarian beliefs. Wait, sorry. What do you, what do you mean when you say you have to be a Republican? I have way more Republican beliefs than I do Democratic beliefs. Okay. But in my eyes, and we've had this before because we even talked about um, Joe Jorgensen, uh, has absolutely no platform to run. A third party has zero chance of winning an election. And it's a wasted vote at that point. Yes, it's a vote, not a vote, not for Trump. I get it. <laughs> but it's a wasted vote. Um, and in like all honesty, man, these, a lot of Americans, a lot of people, especially our generation, the the most influential generation out there right now, um, they don't have their own voices. A lot of people can't think for themselves. They're going to, they're going to listen to people like Donald Trump and go, Oh yeah, he's right. 
Uh, but at the same time, on the other side, you have people like AOC, uh, uh, Ilyan Omar. They're going to listen to that radical side, if I'm, I consider it a radical side, um, and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And no one ever really thinks for themselves. And I think that's a huge issue now, especially with social media and the way that social media, like, I don't get anything that's pro-Biden on any platform that I'm on. Nothing. Do you, do you get most of your news from social media or do you kind of try to get all, I am all over the place. So like what, what's your like kind of go-to like process of consuming the news? Well, like laugh at me. That's funny, but it's uh, like the daily wire. Um, and Ben Shapiro who has some, yeah, I know has some, uh, interesting takes on things. Um, Actually, when President Trump became president, was not so much a Trump fan. Neither were a lot of people. You know, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, all these kind of sycophants at this point. Uh, yes. If you look at um, four years ago, they were all very anti-Trump. And, you know, I do listen to, I would, I would consider like Charlie Kirk. Um, Charlie Kirk's really, and he's getting way more far right than I like. Um, but two years ago, Charlie Kirk was claiming to be a conservative liber- a libertarian, which is just not true anymore, man. Like you were too far on the right. And I think that the division of the country over the last four years is causing significant problems, like a lot of significant problems. Um, so do you hold Trump responsible for that? Not necessarily Trump's fault at all at all. Like, it's not all of Trump's fault. Yeah, I think this goes sure. Both, I think this goes both ways. I really do. There's um, a lot of Democrats, a lot of liberals who are even saying we're coming after the way of life that you guys like. You know, I mean, again, I'm in the middle with a lot of things. Gay rights, <clears throat> absolutely. One of my best friends is a flaming homosexual and I love him to death and I'm going to support him no matter what. And I'm going to support all gays because of him. And he's actually opened up my eyes tremendously for this. Um, trans rights. I don't care about abortion. Like if you want to go have an abortion, go ahead and do it. I don't believe that the government should be paying for those abortions. Um, but like, again, I, I'm not like a crazy Christian conservative. Um, and my big thing is like, this is both sides trying to divide the country. There has to be some moderation here, like somewhere we have to meet in the middle. So that's, so we can't get there. So for that reason though, like I assume you voted for Trump and I think a large appeal of Biden is specifically because his message from the beginning was exactly this, like addressing the growing divide in the country that is been exacerbated over the last four years, but let's be honest, has always existed. And I'm not necessarily saying it's all due to Trump. And I think a large part of it really is social media and these algorithms that just create these echo chambers. But I'm, I'm curious, like how you uh, defend, hmm, I guess not defend your, your vote for him, because I mean, everyone has, is entitled to their own opinion with regards to voting. But like, if if addressing this lack of 
civility and um, partisanship or bipartisanship is truly like a, a priority, then then why not acknowledge someone like Biden or uh, the, the efforts within like the moderate wing of the Republican Party that have been calling for uh, less divisive rhetoric from the White House? Um, I would say more or less because of certain conservative beliefs that I have. Um, gun rights is huge. Anti-immigration or I'm pro-immigration. I'm anti-illegal immigration. Um, and yes, I know you have the things like the dreamers and all of that. And the whole border thing was the kids in cages, uh, the separation of parents and children, which if you actually look back, that was under the Obama administration where all this started. Well, family separation was not, but that's kind of like a separate conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I can't get behind, for example, I can't get behind free education. I didn't go to college. I went to college for a very small amount of time. Uh-huh. And I found my niche in society. And I love my job. And I'm all for the advancement of education. But the amount of taxes that it's going to take, the amount of increase in taxes that it's going to take to pay off student loans is just going to be astronomical and devastating to our economy, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of like another conversation. But I mean, there's one argument about like, you know, uh, for um, forgiving loans. But then also, you know, if you look at the economic impact of investing in education actually far outweighs the costs. And uh, I, I personally, I kind of understand the argument of like not wanting to pay for like four years free education of college, especially for those like yourself who don't necessarily want to go down that path, which is why I was supportive of Obama's strategy, which was like two years community college or like trade school. Again, that's you know, sort of- I, You know, I voted for Obama's first term, right? So like you are exactly the kind of- voter that I think is uh, so often um, targeted in the sense of like trying to understand by all these campaigns that are just dumping money into targeting and, and messaging yeah. because yeah, I think you represent what a very large part of this country is, which is a complex person with a, a bunch of competing interests, you know, rather socially liberal, but has these certain conservative values that they want to uphold and maintain. I guess like my point is I, I just, don't see when you kind of add all those things together, if it's worth it, given that like this potential outcome that we saw this week is um, a possibility. I mean, I I think a lot of people on the right, and I've been trying to follow far right media as much as possible before blowing my fucking brains out. But yeah, now they're trying to spin what happened as like a false flag operation. Um, They're, you know, trying to argue that it was actually Antifa posed as Trump supporters. And anyone who who goes on to parlor for five seconds uh, or just does a quick history search of like all the, you know, rhetoric and the far right groups over the last like months or even years will qu- quickly realize that that's just all bullshit. And yet another conspiracy theory meant to try to hide the truth, which is this was just a bunch of pissed off Trump supporters. Yeah, well, I'll come back another day. And we'll delve into the QAnon and conspiracy theory uh, world that's out there right now. Um, I was deep in it. 
never like a believer, but um, definitely did my research on that shit. And it's fucking wacko. I mean, yeah, I, I'm down to like dive into it a little bit right now because I think that is what kind of led to this week. And because I'm curious, like how you, what inspired you to get into it? Because for me, I've always, for whatever reason, been interested in Scientology. And so like I see a huge similarity between Scientologists and honestly, a lot of Trump supporters who subscribe to like, you know, the far right QAnon conspiracy theories um, where, you know, they join for like a certain reason. They want a sense of community and they want, you know, a common enemy um, and a certain narrative that fits their beliefs. And they're kind of willing to keep accepting crazier and crazier theories that justify that belief. And by the time they're in over their heads uh, and have established such like way, way over their heads. Oh yeah. Totally. in over their heads, like it's pretty hard to get out of that, you know, negative feedback loop. Um, so how did, how did you, and get out of it not that you were ever really in it but like what what are you ever in it it just it just interests me i love conspiracy theories i love the human psyche involved with conspiracy theories like it's just super interesting to me um the trump secret secret codes and you know he did this with his hand watch what he does yeah watch what he does with his hands like just fucking wackadoodle shit dude um i can't necessarily get behind it i understand that people want you know a lot of this shit to be true there was q last night was blowing i have parlor okay. it's fucking interesting some of the things that people say on parlor yeah like to me i don't ever post anything i think i follow like 10 people but i just i'll randomly search um where we go one, where we go all. And um, last night was just insane. Like, how so? Uh, red one starting, Trump gets banned from Twitter, and red two's coming, which is going to be a national blackout. And Trump tonight at midnight, at midnight, Trump is going to. This is why he spent billions of dollars creating the emergency broadcast system because it's all coming together tonight. And he's going to send out an emergency broadcast and the Marines are going to go and storm the Capitol and arrest everybody in the Capitol. Like, just fucking wackadoodle shit, dude. Like, how, just, many, how many people on Parlor do you think uh, believe that kind of shit or are like people like you who are kind of in it for the entertainment value? I would hope that like less than like five percent believe in this shit but i really but, would but don't you think though like the events of this week kind of prove otherwise yeah i think there was a lot of things that led up to this week that as a country we need to address such as um, i mean it's the same it's the same concept it's the same concept that uh, the BLM protests, right? I was, I'm all for the BLM protests. Um, you know, I never posted a black square or I never yelled at someone for being white and having privilege or check someone's privilege or anything like that. But you know what? There is a, there is an issue with race in this country without a doubt. Um, and I think that certain aspects of our, of the divide of our country is making it worse. Um, but like 
I totally agree. Go protest. Go have a rally. Go protest. As soon as you turn violent, that's when I draw the line. Spinning cops' faces, draw the line. Don't do that. That's technically an assault. That's legally an assault. Um, yell, scream, bitch as much as you want. Go out on the street, raise your fist. You have the right as an American to do that. Um, why did they do that? It's because nobody was fucking listening to them. Nobody is giving them, nobody in the government, the higher ups are fucking listening to them. Shut the fuck up and listen. Stop trying to make plans about doing something. Just fucking do it. Um, I think that goes for the same thing as what happened this week at the Capitol. You have a lot of Republicans, uh, 70 to 80%, according to some polls, of Republicans, 30% of um, neutral party, and about 10% of Democrats think that there was something up with this election that wasn't right. And yes, it went to the courts, but it never really made it any further. And I think that... Well, it did it didn't make it any further because there was no evidence. Not enough evidence. Yeah. Now, the signed affidavits and all that shit got thrown out the doors. And I think it, I think people just wanted their voices to be heard and nobody was fucking listening. And that's a horrible feeling. Like, I'm sorry, big gov, you work for us. Like we own you like without, us you guys are nothing um do i believe in storming the fucking capital fuck no you guys are fucking wackadoo get the fuck out of here yeah so so like i will say i do agree that there are a lot of similarities in that regard with you know the blm protests are uh, you know a, uh, a built-up anger over the course of years generations for that matter yeah, people who are angry and can't express their frustration in any other way, which is very similar to kind of what I, I guess I saw at the Capitol. The only difference being, you know, their motive, uh, you can't, we can't look at this like in a vacuum, uh, the event, like their motive was to. Two completely separate motives. Yeah. And I'd say like, one, one is much more justified than the other in that like, um, yeah, I mean, the motive was to stop the democratic process and maintain trump in power and that's like this cult of personality that you know i was kind of mentioning with regards to like scientology and cults um but also i mean just like the police response alone i mean obviously there's been a lot of talk this week about how you know the had these you know rioters been like the blm protesters uh the response would have been far more extreme than what we saw this week you know with cops you know taking fucking selfies with uh, yeah. people, and despite the fact that they're walking around with like loaded guns and, and stuff everywhere, um, do- there were there were some other things that I so this got brought up yesterday. Um, shocking, socialist job, and I'm one of the few people who lean right. This leads to a lot of interesting conversations and honestly a lot of arguments at the firehouse. It's, you're, you're you're really one of the like only people who leans right. Oh yeah. Huh. I wouldn't have thought. Oh, but okay. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it really all depends on your shift and your crew. Yeah. So like we have multiple houses with a, whatever number of guys at the house. Um, and it really, there's three shifts. So out of 80, 90 guys, 
you get stuck with who you get stuck with. Um, I hate this because I really hate when people make that kind of comparison. Sorry, what, what comparison? The comparison to like, well, if they were black, they would have shot them. I, I but, but I mean, okay, yeah. I, just like pointing back to like, you know, the peaceful, again, peaceful protests outside the White House in the summer where they were all tear gassed and there was like the heavy, there were like Black Hawk helicopters and multi, like uh, um, Department of Defense troops or FBI, there were everyone there. So clearing out uh, Lafayette Square so Trump could get a photo op. I mean, I, and to compare that to what we saw the other day where there's a bunch of people, part of the Boogaloo movement who are trying to literally call for a revolution. We've known about this for months leading up to this. And yet there that was- wasn't, That wasn't Boogaloo. Oh, there was definitely Boogaloo elements there. Uh, Boogaloo elements, but that wasn't Boogaloo boys. Pro- okay. Uh, but, you know, far right, Trump supporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there's- Boogaloo is a libertarian. Boogaloo was standing back watching going, fucking do something else. That's what the Boogaloo's were doing yesterday, okay. in, my, in my opinion. Um, if you want to say this was Proud Boys, they're pretty alt-right. Sure. Um, maybe they just weren't wearing their fucking uniforms, but then again, the leader of the Proud Boys is now banned from Washington. <laughs> He's probably going to go to jail for a while for being an asshole, which he yeah. should. Um, I think the Proud Boys' biggest problem is that their idea is based upon the idea of uh, the notion that like not jerking off is like a, you know, you know how that's like part of their, their stance. Like, you know, yeah. you can control your ability to not jerk off. Then you're, and, and this is literally the exact kind of, shit of like Nazi Germany, like Hitler youth and whatever. I, I think if these guys were to just rub one out, they'd be like, all right, all right. Maybe. Oh, we're, yeah, right, thank God. Oh, I felt phenomenal. Yeah. Man, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like for real. But I mean, um, I, I also don't mean to like diminish like the th- the very real threat that they pose because I mean, I think this week really showed and proved that as the FBI has been stating for a while that white supremacist groups are the number one domestic terrorist threat to this country. Yeah, I, w- I could agree with that. Absolutely. Um, I, like I said in the beginning of the fucking podcast, fuck anyone on the alt-right. Fuck anybody on the alt-left. Stop doing violent fucking things because you're just contributing to the divide of the country. Like, seriously, I can't, like, all those people need to shut the fuck up. So where do we, I mean, where do we go from here? Well, I mean, we can go back to, uh, we can go back to, like, I, I want to, I actually want to say something about this, too. Yep. This, eat, this eats me up. Um, this was a huge moral mind fuck for me this week. Um you know, do I think there needs to be some reconstruction of the government? Absolutely. Wrong way to go about it, storming the Capitol. Wrong way about it, going through, doing violent acts. And But in all honesty, man, like, the last four years, because this one kind of hits hard for me, the last four years since Trump decided, uh, five years, since Trump decided to run for president, if you state your political beliefs as someone who leans right, you are automatically chastised, called names, belittled. You have your opinions. I've had people fucking chuckle at my opinions, laugh in my face, call me a racist, call me a bigot. Listen, there's besides 
like the extremists, there's nobody that supports the other races than I do. Like that's huge for me. And it's almost part of our, it's almost part of social media. Like people are canceling people left and right for stupid shit all the time. And like the cancel, the cancel culture is ridiculous. Listen, just because I have my beliefs doesn't mean I'm fucking dumb. Doesn't mean that I'm uneducated. Doesn't mean that I'm a racist, a bigot, any of those things. It's just my political beliefs. And I'm going to sit there and listen to yours and not judge you for your beliefs. But the judging of anybody that supported Trump or the Republican Party over the last four years has been insane. And I think a lot of that boiled up and boiled up and we weren't able to fucking express ourselves. And I think that's part of the reason why what happened happened. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and again, like I agree, I also don't like cancel culture to be fair. It does go both ways. I've never blocked anyone on social media, but I have been blocked by plenty of Trump supporters. Uh, I had to block my aunt. You had my, to block my, her? my aunt. Damn. Um, For like, um, just ridiculous like um i think what was it i was like i think it was a black lives matter thing and i said you know what good for them go out protest please do it peacefully do not destroy your own communities and she said no you go out and you destroy those communities and you do what needs to be done to get your point across yeah and i'm like that's a little extreme don't you think and sure enough she blocked you or you blocked her? She blocked me. Yeah. I mean, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Karen? That's like, that's literally, you know, the idea. Her name's not Karen, by the way, but she acts like a real Karen. <laughs> that's the idea behind this podcast. Literally is to have these conversations that, uh, you know, I, I think serve a better purpose than just like weeding out all the people you disagree with. I will say though that like, and I am guilty, sure, of posting a bunch of angry shit on. Oh yeah, but also I, I tend, I try not to make clear, or I try to make clear that I don't have a problem arguing about like different opinions. Like you know, you mentioned abortion earlier. I uh, am you know pro-abortion or pro-right. Yeah. Um, uh, but I or pro-choice, I should say. But I respect. No, you you have the right. You have the women have the right to get an abortion. Yeah. That, that's it's not even I don't even call that shit pro-choice that's pro-right so do you yeah but I guess my point is like okay let me use a, a subject I'm more familiar and I guess passionate about yeah, and that's climate sure. change so okay. I I am all oh, for, maybe. <laughs> well here here here's where I I want to differentiate here because like I am all for having a debate about like what to do about climate change but I'm not willing to have one about like whether or not it exists and and that's that's sort of like where I kind of draw the line. Like I, my problem with a lot of Trump supporters uh, more on the fringe is not that I disagree with their opinions. I disagree with their interpretation of reality. And if they are to look outside and argue that the sky is not blue, then I'm going to fucking argue against that Yeah, and say that's For fucking sure. stupid. Um, but if they were to look out, you know, look outside and say it's a nice day and I think it's a shitty day, then then that's something that I, I think is, you know, a conversation worth having. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I'm really making the point here, but. No, that makes sense. That makes absolute sense. But uh, just basically the, the chastising of people of other political fa- affiliations, the belittling, that shit needs to go away. And 
because I'm sorry, man. Like I have my beliefs. I'm going to respect yours every day. And personal experiences, I have been belittled. I've been ridiculed. I've been chastised. Like, I'm, you know me, I'm a big fucking dude. Like, it, it almost makes me want to lash out to the point of violence. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not violent by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, like, it's to the point where I get really fucking pissed. And I can't say anything. And that's a huge issue. Because you can't rebuttal that. Otherwise, it just makes the situation worse in most cases when you're a Republican. Um, so what? What? I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I guess oh. I was going to say, like, what do you anticipate then the next four years of political discourse to be? I, I have notes. I actually I had to write this down today because I was just in my head going back and forth. I'm really happy you invited me on today. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm actually really enjoying this. So, um, well, four years of now officially a democratic powered, not not even powered, a democratic run Senate house. It's that it's the Democrats were, world right now well for for two years um, for two years we're definitely for two years control uh, it's definitely what happened this week you guys we just solidified at least in my eyes the next eight years for you guys so uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little early to tell but yeah that's my that's my opinion man like hey man i hope i hope so i know i know <laughs> you guys are probably happy to that for that but the fucking all right just ruined this for everybody what a bunch of assholes um no so a couple points that i have is and and biden has come out and said it right away um reenact obamacare and spend 2.2 trillion dollars doing that um okay like reform obamacare reform obamacare okay you get it back to where i think it was 95 percent of the people are on it is what his goal is within 10 years uh i think like 95 percent of people are covered by insurance i think he's trying to increase it to like you know 100 or as close to it okay okay cool um but 2.2 trillion dollars is in my eyes a lot of money and like i'm sorry we're our country's in a lot of fucking debt right now again on money issues um student loan forgiveness free preschool um teachers aren't cheap teachers are not cheap um any public servant big ming right here uh we're not cheap um we're expensive there's a lot of money being thrown around with this especially when you want to do student loan forgiveness i think he said up to ten thousand dollars yeah but shit i owe ten thousand dollars on my truck I signed that loan knowing that I was going to have to pay that money back. Yeah. But like you owning a truck doesn't necessarily benefit like the overall society. Whereas like education and pre-K does. Well, sure, I, it's a right. Not a, I have a side job. Where, I have a side job where I clean up hazardous material. I use my truck to do that. Yeah. That's yeah but like that's a specific. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being an asshole. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Obviously, taxes are going to increase. It's going to get rid of all of Trump's taxes. 
which I hope it doesn't affect middle and lower class citizens. I hope to God it doesn't affect us. Do you make more than or more than four hundred thousand dollars? I don't. Oh, okay. So you'll be fine. Exactly. But at the same time, everything when when shit like this happens, when taxes get increased the way they are, for people who own these businesses, for people who own a substantial amount of money, there's the I'm gonna use the term. It's, I'm not talking about trickle-down economics. I don't know enough about trickle-down economics to talk about it. But there is a ripple effect. I'll use ripple, not trickle. Okay. There's a ripple effect for when this happens. And that's, okay, I'm being taxed more. I own multiple apartment complexes. Well, I'm sorry now to make up for that money. And if this is greed, by all means... Now I'm going to raise your fucking rent because I'm being punished. Or now I'm going to not give you that raise I was going to give you if I'm a business owner because I'm being affected by these tax cuts. And this is a very right-wing, left-wing issue. And again, this is somewhere where I lean kind of on the right about. Um, So higher taxes, taxes are going up. The Green New Deal. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, so... As someone who cares about the world and about the people in it, like, again, this is... The Green New Deal is a moral mindfuck for me because there's obviously fucking issues, okay? I mean, the Green New Deal is also just a set of objectives. It's not concrete... But $1.7 trillion over 10 years. So, yes, that money is going to be going towards people with jobs in this industry. But it's also going to be fucking a lot of people with jobs who are in the oil industry, who are in the coal industry, who are in fossil fuel industry. All those jobs are going to become non existent if this happens, putting millions of people out of work. Um, it's also going to create a bunch of new jobs that we don't have currently. I mean, I work part of a solar company that is in existence because of all these federal incentives. For, correct, but you probably need a bachelor's degree to get those jobs. And a cool no, no, in fucking right. Kentucky. You don't. You don't, actually. Good. Good. Education. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the educational system. Jesus Christ. Um, well, so, so like, I, I think we could have an entire different or a whole oh, yeah. conversation about like these sort of aspects. I, but in, in talking about like what the next four years has, like, do you see uh, the, the temperature of like, you know, discourse kind of coming down a little bit and like, as someone who has supported Trump over the last like four years, do you think that it's sort of, uh, it's not, it's not going away. It's not going away. Why it's not going away? I actually think it's going to get a lot more heated. Um, you know, Republicans, conservatives are very set on their ways. They want things a specific way. When you come in and try to change those things that these conservatives can hold to the highest standard, it's going to come with backlash and people are going to go, well, this is all because fuck Biden and fuck the left. And I, 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 I'm, I'm open for change. I really am. 
Um, don't touch my fucking guns. I mean, you know that the majority of Democrats are not trying to take away your guns, right? I hope not, man. Um, don't touch my guns. And honestly, the libertarian in me goes, you want fucking taxation stuff in every aspect. I mean, especially in Illinois, in states like Illinois, Colorado, California, New York, New Jersey. Mm. I mean, we're being taxed to death already at the state level. And I, I really think that I hope it doesn't get as bad as a lot of the people on the right think it's going to get, but so what can we or, do? Or it's just going to be the most boring fucking four years of our lives, which would be great, right? Yeah. Like fantastic. Like if no, if, if somebody ran in four years and said, I'm not doing a fucking thing, you got my fucking vote, dude. <laughs> Don't stir the pot. Jesus Christ, man. But I, I kind of think that's, that's sort of what Biden brings in this administration. And uh, it's something a lot of my more liberal friends would probably not want to hear is that this return to the status quo is appealing to a lot of folks who just want to return to normalcy. But I, I'm hoping that. Well, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you know this about the right, because you probably get a lot of liberal context on your social media platforms, mm-hmm. whereas I lot of right conservative context on my platforms um the biggest fear that the republican party and the people on the right have right now is that this is all a farce joe biden's presidency is a farce and that aoc is going to become president with nancy Pelosi's president and they're going to just kind of take over and do their own fucking thing so do do you believe that? Um, I don't necessarily necessarily believe that, but I think that I think that every president in the last shit I've only been following politics since I was able to vote, so mm-hmm. ten years, eleven years. Um, I don't think any president has as much say as they they think they do. That people think they do. I agree. I, I think it's more like the tone that they set. And with that said, I think Biden is definitely going to be more of a transitional president as opposed to transformative, which I think Obama was. Correct. Um, and so I could definitely see him not running again in four years, which I mean, let's see if he even wants to. I don't think he really does. Can we get Pete Buttigieg to run again? Can we? I mean, he's, yeah, let's fucking go that route, please. Hey, man, he's I'm very I'm moderate. With- I'm with you. He's going to be the transportation secretary, which I think is a huge opportunity for him because infrastructure is the one thing that people across the aisle have always agreed on. And it is literally crumbling around the country. And so if he does a good job, which Biden has really emphasized that he wants to make a priority of his administration, you know, rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure, which would create a shit ton of jobs around the country, then I think it would create a very nice and easy path for Buttigieg to one day perhaps be president. I, I not trying to promise anything right now, but he, I, he was someone I liked. And again, a lot of my more liberal friends listening to this are probably like punching the table. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think this fear, this fear that like, huh? That one, that one blew my mind when, when he became transportation secretary. Why? Um, Like, what do you mean? He has zero experience in this. And 
Where was he mayor? Uh, South Bend, Indiana. Indiana. Indiana has the worst fucking infrastructure in maybe all of the 50 states. Well, well I mean, and it was to the point the mayor. where it was to the point where in South Bend, when he was mayor, Domino's or it was either Domino's or Pizza Hut was taking donations and they were going out and fixing the fucking potholes. Oh yeah, that's I, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying he was the best pick by any means, but like, let's also, you know, put this in context, our current or as a, please do, please do a good job. That's do it. No, no, I'm saying like, you know, Elaine Chow, who was pre uh, up until yesterday, the transportation secretary got her job. What? Because she was Mitch McConnell's wife. Like, I don't know if she had any related experience. And so like, yeah, I think there were certainly better qualified people for Biden's pick. And back to if you like, yeah, Mitch McConnell's ex, right. No, no, it's his wife. It's his wife. Yeah. But, you know, with, like you mentioned, like this idea that AOC and like the far left wing of the party is, you know, behind the scenes, like pulling the strings, I think is a little extreme. I think they're definitely controlling the uh, narrative, I guess, and demonstrating to the more moderate wing of the party, like where all the energy really is and like where the party should be going. And I respect that. Um, but this, I, this notion that like, and again, this comes back to the far right beliefs about like, no, this was actually Antifa who stormed the Capitol. And like, again, like the, there's a cabal of Satanist Democrats led by Hillary Clinton and George Soros, like pulling the strings, like, you know how much coordination that would require? Yeah. Democrats can't even like pull off like an easy victory and, and, you know, I know, I know that if if you want to do another podcast where we talk about that for an hour. By all means, I am game. Yeah, I am yeah. absolutely game because I think that'd be a fun one, not only for us but for your listeners. So I, I definitely am planning on doing one about conspiracy theories uh, because I think that is especially. Oh, now. I want I want fucking in on that one hundred percent because yeah. I love this shit. Hell yeah, I'm done. I mean, I I think this week proved that like you we cannot ignore conspiracy theories anymore. No. Um. One other thing that I want to say about the next four years that I'm worried about. We didn't even touch on COVID. Um, It's real people. Like it's fucking real. I'm in the medical field. It's fucking real. Okay. Stop saying that it's a fucking not. Um, Is it going to kill you? Your wife had it. My wife had it. She was in the hospital. Yeah. She had COVID induced pneumonia. She was in the hospital for five days. Yeah. Um, Don't take it lightly. Are the masks really doing anything? In all honesty, probably not. I think social distancing does more than the masks do. Um, People are wearing gaiters. People are wearing cloth masks. They're really not effective. The only way to have an effective, and this is from someone who's a fucking hazmat guy, the only effective way to really stop that is something that's going to block particulates up to 95%, like an N95 or a full face cover. with a particular filter. Um, wear N95s if you can get a hand, if your hands on them. Well, um, social distancing is obviously key. Um, this is coming from medical and everything that I've been seeing. Don't think that the vaccine is going to make you immune because it's not. You're going to become super spreaders, but it's going to lessen the effects that it has on you and it's going to lessen the effects of you dying. Yes. Um, Correct. I mean, yes, the rate of death is very low for our generation. 
Yeah, man. So like, I think like exactly what you're saying right now is what we need more of, you know, people on, especially the right who have been a little bit skeptical of the scientists who keep saying this is real and you need to wear a mask and social distance and whatnot. Um, waiting until, you know, someone, I'm not saying you did this, but like other people I've seen, you know, you see these viral videos of like them sitting in a hospital bed with tubes up their nose being like, shit, I didn't take this seriously. It's real, blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, another sort of like conspiracy theory that has real life consequences. And I think COVID's real as I smoke a fucking another cigarette, uh, by the way. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Um, but before I wrap it up, I just want to like touch on this one moment that kind of struck a chord with me this week, which was, um, I, I didn't watch this live. I saw like a highlight of it like later in the day, but, uh, last week there was, or, or there is this, uh, democratic rep named Jamie Raskin, whose son commit suicide last week. And right. The, uh, like an hour before, you know, all the rioters like stormed the Capitol, he was making a speech on the floor, just basically thanking the chamber, uh, you know, both sides of the aisle for, you know, their well wishes and prayers and whatnot. And he got like a standing ovation for like 20 seconds, everyone like clapping and whatnot. And I think, you know, that was before the ride happened. And then after we've seen people, uh, I guess on both sides of the aisle also make kind of these impassioned pleas for um, civility. And you're, you're starting to see the cooperation that we want to see exist in Congress and not just in Congress, like at the dinner table, and it's, so, not even, it's not even it's it's the unity yeah like it's what we need as a country man yeah and it sucks that it takes something like that to actually hit the right and left not heads but the the people that are in the senate in the house and it it sucks that it takes something like that for them to realize fuck man like we have to come together as people, as human beings. Um, Cause really that's what we are is human beings at the end of the day. Like not, none of us want to, none of us want to see this country fall. I love this country. I don't want to see anything bad happen to it. And I know that, that people on the left don't want to see anything bad happen to it. And I don't want to see anything bad happen to anything on the, anybody, any people on either side. And my biggest take from that is um, coming from someone who, I don't know if you know this, I am, I've had uh, mental health issues. Um, as, as have many people, many people. across the country. Um, I was able to get over my mental health issues. Um, I have been doing a lot for, and trying to get into, um, suicide prevention for firefighters and first responders. Um, That's awesome. Which I take suicide, I take mental health issues very, very seriously. I should everybody because they're super fucked up and you have no, the people that have these issues have no control. Like you may just think like, shut the fuck up. You have control, but you really don't. Um, so it sucked that it comes down to this to actually see that people are human. Um, I think with so much tension going on in our country right now that maybe this was a, a godsend and I don't want anybody to ever die from mental health issues, but 
if he leaves a legacy that brings our country closer together, then you know what, man, something happened there. And that was, here's the conservative of me. That was God sending a message down to everybody. All right. Well, Mike, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk. Um, Thank you for having me on. I, I actually would like to do this again. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you're always welcome. Like Maybe next week when like the QAnon stuff starts actually happening, we'll come on and have yeah, a when the <laughs> When the Boogaloo movement actually comes to fruition on January 20th, uh, I'll yeah. be sure to hit you up. Get your Hawaiian shirt ready so you can blend in. I know. I shouldn't have uh, mailed you that Trump flag, so I could have used it as my cover. Oh, baby. I, I love that thing. You know, I had that on the back of my truck at one point. God damn it, really? See, now I'm, now I'm fucking part of the problem. No, you're not part of the problem. There's nothing wrong with flying a flag for someone you support. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking to you. Um, but yeah. There's a problem when you start storming the Capitol, though. That's an issue. That's true. Fucking losers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, I feel you. All right. Well, that concludes my conversation with Mike. I want to thank him once again for joining and encourage anyone listening to email me at pmwp.pod at gmail.com. If there is something uh, you disagree with and want to share your opinion and prove me wrong, please. Uh, Otherwise, I encourage you to subscribe because I do plan on releasing new episodes uh, starting later this week. Anyways, thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.